0: We thank you for freedom this morning. We thank you for freedom this morning. Oh, let's just praise Him for a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Wow, there's a great presence of the Lord in the house today. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. I truly wanted my wife to speak today, but she insisted that I speak, and uh, she and the Lord agreed that I didn't need to preach a Mother's Day message, but I want you and our First Lady uh, to get ready because she's going to be speaking here in just a few days. And we're excited about that. I'm just trading slots with her this morning. So I truly miss my mother, particularly on days like this. But her teaching and training still speaks to me. And God has put some wonderful ladies in my life that have been a blessing to me, and I'm thankful for my family and for all of the wonderful ladies here at CLC. Would you give all the ladies here at CLC a great big hand once more? This has been a week of miracles, and I'm going to talk to you about those miracles here today, but... I didn't come planned and prepared and hadn't really stretched my voice out to do this this morning, but here we go. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. And all I have needed Thy hands have Provided great is thy faithfulness, Lord. To me, come on, sing it with me. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, his new mercies I see, and all Thy hands have provided. Oh, great is thy faithfulness! Great. give the Lord praise today. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. This has been the week of miracles and blessings that are untold. I'm so very thankful to report to you this morning that Brother Jason Emery had a successful surgery and he is at home this morning and we've been praying 6 years and God did it hallelujah oh yes He's a faithful God. I thought I preached a few weeks ago that something good's going to come out of all of this. And here we are this morning, thanking the Lord. Six years of praying and fasting, and then right here in the middle of a pandemic, God says, now's the time and we can't explain the time we can't don't understand everything and we don't have to somebody asked me about it the other day and all that I could say to them was you can't explain a miracle you can't explain a miracle John chapter 9 verse number 19 if you have your bibles and they ask them saying is this your son who you say was born blind, how then doth he now see? His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We're sure of those things. But by what means he now seeth, we know not or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him, and he shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know. That whereas I was blind, now I see. They asked the parents, explain to us, wasn't this boy born blind? How did he see? They said, well, we don't know. We know it's our son and we know he was born blind, but how this miracle of, an, of seeing came about, we simply can't explain. By the help of the Lord, I'm going to preach into your hearing today, you cannot explain a miracle. You cannot explain a miracle. The world ho- holds many wonders that cannot be explained. There are some things that science just simply cannot explain. They often find hypotheses to give explanations, but in the end, it seems that they always come up short. In First Timothy chapter 3, Verse 16, the scripture says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Science cannot give a better explanation than that. Regarding the Godhead, there are some things that while science and the medical field, many people in this age have given up believing in miracles. For them, the age of miracles ended with the early church. When unexplainable miracles happened, they simply serve, I believe, as a powerful reminder that God is still at work in these modern times and that we must never give up hope and that we must never give up faith. In 1998, David Cloud wrote a scathing article denouncing modern Pentecostalism. The article was called The Strange History of Pentecostalism. Mr. Cloud declares that Pentecostalism from its inception has been characterized by doctrinal heresy, exaggeration, he says, and deception. He says, I realize that these are hard and harsh words, but the first century messianic and apostolic miracles simply are not being performed in the church today. He goes on to say, those who claim that the apostolic Pentecostal signs have been restored are forced to exaggerate and to fabricate the alleged signs. He further states that the miracle movement of the 20th century, as he calls it, is literally strewn with wreckage of spiritual confusion, error, and deception. Mr. Cloud goes on to say, although... I don't believe in miracles. I praise the Lord for their bold zeal and their expressive and exuberant worship for their confidence in the miracle working power of God. But then he ends by saying, if only it were real and true. Perhaps he would believe if someone could scientifically explain a miracle away to Mr. Cloud. Perhaps if somebody could take the time to break it all down and explain God's perfect timing, uh, maybe the world would better receive the idea of the miraculous power of God. Maybe because it is unexplainable, maybe because it is in some ways incomprehensible. Maybe when we talk about the miracle working power of God, it it supersedes all of our understanding and our knowledge and it becomes a matter of faith. When a miracle happens, often we are left with the task of deciding who will receive the glory We can either give glory to doctors for physical healing or we can give glory unto the Lord. I am thankful when I hear those who work diligently and faithfully in the medical field. When they see progress, they acknowledge that they are not the healer but that God is truly the healer. I have had many doctors even recently tell me regarding people that are hospitalized. And as I've stood by bedside, they have, doctors have looked and said this would take a miracle. One of the greatest days was when I walked with my brother. On a follow-up appointment back into the doctor's office with a doctor that knew that I was a minister and had stood by my brother's side in the hospital for five months when one doctor came in and asked if there was family and said you should call them in and let them know. I called them. I notified them. Uh, Other doctors came in and said, it looks hopeless. Five months later, we walk into the doctor's office and he looked at me and said, brother, let me tell you, you got the miracle that you have been praying for. I don't have a lot of explanation, but I can tell you there was something at work beyond our physical and medical capabilities. You simply cannot explain a miracle because God wants to receive the glory and should receive the glory and the praise for every miracle that he has wrought in your life. I have a word for Mr. Cloud today. Miracles are real and the word of God is is still true. There are some things that can only be understood by faith and I choose to call them a miracle and you simply cannot explain a miracle. I thank God. God for every miracle that he has wrought in my life. I'm a believer in miracles. I'm a believer. I believe in the healing power of the almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a miracle worker. Oh, somebody shout he's a miracle worker. A little over a week ago, our close friends, the reading family, was put in a situation of great tragedy. Clark Reading was taken to the hospital with symptoms that appeared to be COVID-19 related. Five, week, five days of high fever in their home. He was in very bad shape by the time they finally admitted him to the hospital in just a matter of a few hours. The doctor said if he would not have been in the hospital that he would not have made it through that first night. They began treatment. He was on high dosages of oxygen and strong meds to stabilize his blood pressure. After two days of struggle, he declined again to the point that the doctor said he had to be transported to St. Vincent Hospital in Indianapolis from Greenfield Hospital. They disconnected him from all of the artificial machines that were stabilizing him for the short transport into St. Vincent Hospital. They transferred him by ambulance. His parents could not ride in the ambulance. They only could drive behind him. And of course they were praying He had sent out a text to a group of ministers and friends and asked us for prayer. And our family was praying and people all around the country was praying. Prayer was made without ceasing of the saints for him. And his father was driving behind following the ambulance in his car. And he told me that he could get a glimpse occasionally uh, of Clark in that ambulance laying in that bed through that window and it dawned on him and his doubt began to rise in his heart and in his mind and in his own words. Pastor Reading said to me, I thought if God doesn't intervene for my son, this could be the last time that I see him alive. And When the ambulance arrived at Indianapolis Hospital with Clark, the team was prepared to hook him up to all of the life-sustaining machines and put him on all of the best of medications. But when he got there, the doctor said, Wait a minute. We, We need to do some." Testing. We don't really know what happened. We can't exactly explain to you what transpired. This is the report of what he was on and how his body was responding when he left Greenfield. But here is the new report when just a few minutes later that he arrived in Indianapolis. This looks like a report from a completely different Person, Pastor Reading told me in the parking lot when my wife and I and Brother Danny and Sister Cheryl drove down for a brief visit in the parking lot. He said, I, I know that God could have healed him right on the spot in the hospital, but maybe God was waiting for him to be unhooked in one hospital and before he got hooked up in the other hospital, so nobody else could receive the glory or the praise or the gratitude. God did it between one hookup and the next connection. He said, in the middle, I'm going to make it happen. And right there, God touched Clark, and there was a transformation. There was a turnaround that was definite, and it was the hand of God. And the doctors couldn't explain it, and his dad couldn't explain it, and nobody can explain it because you cannot explain a miracle. He was touched by the power of the Holy Ghost. The doctors came back later and said Clark had a severe, had severe heart damage. And they needed to run some tests to see what the extent of the heart damage was. Uh, it was another sleepless night in the parking lot. His mother and father refusing to leave, sleeping, and staying in the car with his young brother, and they would simply go to a local hotel for showers and They would grab food and come back and sit in the parking lot because it was touch and go and touch and go and they didn't want to leave him and they were so concerned. The doctor said there was severe heart damage. He called me. Brother Reading called me. We talked on the phone for nearly an hour close to midnight on a very restless night. My wife and I prayed that very night. We we knew that this was a serious situation. Again, the doctors began to run tests. And they told Pastor Reading that they're going to run tests to see if the damage would be repairable. Or if it was going to be permanent damage. And he was... Clark was struggling with breath, and he couldn't breathe. And the doctor said it was most likely heart-related. That is why that he couldn't. His lungs appear to be fine, but it had to be heart-related. So they needed to run some heart scans and they needed to look more closely at the heart to see the extent of the damage from the extremely low oxygen levels that he had experienced in Greenfield prior to getting to the heart hospital in Indianapolis. And the doctor began running the test and looking at the pictures of his heart And the doctor came back and came out into the parking lot and met with Pastor Reading and said, Pastor, we simply cannot explain this, but there is nothing lasting wrong with Clark's heart. Did you hear me? The doctor said we can't explain it. Nurses said we can't explain it. We have no medical explanation to what has happened. I'm talking about a power of the almighty God that is able to heal, deliver, set free and to do things that are unexplainable in your life. Listen to this preacher today. You will never be able to explain a miracle. I have a word for every unbeliever, for every faithless individual, for every person whose faith is very low. Miracles are real and the power of God has not changed. May I preach to you today and tell you, you cannot explain a miracle. This may not be a masterpiece kind of message that I'm preaching today, but I came to increase somebody's faith and tell you keep holding on. One year, two years, three years, And some begin to doubt. Four years and our faith gets low. Six years and I'm saying, God, if you don't do something quickly, we're going to lose him in the middle of a pandemic. God says, I'm going to come through at an unexplainable time and I'm going to perform a miracle in a way you didn't even expect it. received a prayer request earlier this week saying that Brother Mike Cooper's body was shutting down and he was declining rapidly. They told me that it looks like that he is near the end. On May 8th, this is just two days ago, I'm going to read some excerpts from the prayer request. This is the prayer request. I'm asking for the prayers of the entire church. He is extremely ill. He is in the hospital in almost complete renal failure. His liver is failing. They believe his heart is backing up. He has a massive amount of fluid in his belly they removed 2 liters on Wednesday but it's filling back up again he is very confused weak and scared they are also going to try dialysis they have told us that due to his fragile condition the dialysis is very dangerous but the last thing that they can do to help him he needs a miracle And the church began to pray. This was two days ago. The church began to pray. And when prayer was made of the saints to God without ceasing for him, on May 9th, one day later... This is the praise report that I read directly. I didn't write this. I'm reading it directly from what his daughter, Sister Sherry, wrote. We have a praise report. He ate a couple of meals and is alert and talking. His liver function is normal. They told us just a few days ago it was failing. Liver is fine. He had some fluid around it, but it's functioning normal. We just got word that his heart scan is normal. Again, they told us a couple days ago his heart was failing he still does have some kind of infection but it's getting better his attitude has improved greatly he's wanting to fight again I fully believe she wrote he has had a God has had had more of a hand in this than any doctor our entire family's faith has been increased I fully believe that God has heard our prayer and that he is being restored you cannot explain a miracle. I'm not going to stop until somebody's faith is increased to the point that you'll begin to believe God for the impossible thing that you thought you could never see come to pass. I came today to tell you nothing is impossible with the Lord. All things are possible to them that believe. If you let some faith out on this first gathering, back from eight weeks of no service, I got a feeling a miracle could happen in this house today. God could turn somebody's life around. God could make a way out of no way for somebody today. I've got to hurry. Brother Dwayne Smith, who was with us during the awakening this year, pastor of a great church in Walkerton, Indiana. He had a lady fall on the floor having a seizure. Several ministers began praying for her. And God raised her up. After she was healed, the Lord then filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This kind of miracle could happen in somebody's life today. If you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it is the greatest miracle that you can possibly ever receive. The greatest need is for salvation. And the greatest miracle is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can go to heaven with sickness in your body. But the Bible said you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. I came today to tell somebody, if you're willing to repent of your sins and turn your life around. We have water, it's ready. We have robes, it's ready. We baptized somebody last Sunday. We baptized somebody 2 weeks before that. We baptized two people 2 weeks before that. I know we've been in pandemic, but the water of baptism have been stirred. If you're here today and you've never been baptized, you ought to consider being baptized. And when you come up out of that water, you have a promise of the Holy Ghost. It's the greatest miracle that you'll ever receive. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter who tells you. Listen online viewers. It doesn't matter who tells you that the Holy Ghost is not for the church today. I dare you to put God to the test. I dare you to repent of your sins and be buried in water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and see if he doesn't keep his word by filling you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.39 said, For that promise is to you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord, our God shall call. Acts 17 and 30 says, and he commandeth all men everywhere to repent. He's still calling. I'll tell you, the world needs a revelation of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Five years ago, this week as a matter of fact, five years ago my wife and I visited Azusa Street in Los Angeles, California. It's very disappointing to find that the only thing left is a street sign that states this is where the Pentecostal movement began before spreading around the world. That's all that is left of Azusa Street. It's disappointing because what once was is no more. The only thing left is a street sign. Sadly, this reminds me of a lot of churches today. I didn't come to bash anybody. I didn't come to disown anybody, but I am so concerned in America today. There are a lot of churches that there's not much left when it comes to an encounter with God more than a simple sign and a building that says this is a church. That must never be said of the true church of the living God. This is no time for us to back up, for us to sit down, for us to be silent. The world needs this message preached. We are living in the last days. This is the end time. All that has been happening in the world is all leading up to the end time. But I come to tell you today that the Holy Ghost is being poured out. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Come on, what say ye when you say the Holy Ghost is not for this day? Uh, The Word of God says in the last days, I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Uh, That means you, brother. That means you, sister. That means you, sir. That means you, ma'am. The Holy Ghost is still being poured out. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verse number 12. But unto us. They did minister the things. Which are now reported. Unto you by them. That have preached the gospel unto you. With the Holy Ghost. Sent down from heaven. Which things the angels desire. To look into. The angels even desire to look into this Holy Ghost that I'm preaching to you about. This miracle from God that he has for you today that will change your life. It's time for the church to become more on fire than we have ever been before. Gone are the days of meaningless religious ritualism. Gone are the days for church as usual. We don't need more religious formalism I don't need more dissertations we need a demonstration of the power and the Holy Ghost we need the unadulterated word of God preached without fear or favor we don't need more religion, we need more Jesus, we don't we need the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost that can transform lives that can bring somebody out of a life of sin, that can change an abuser, that can turn around an addicted, that can bring somebody out of the miry clay and place your feet on the rock to stay. I won't be much longer, but I've lived long enough to share a few things with you when I was a child I saw a woman tormented for years that was set free by the power of the Holy Ghost I witnessed a man that could not speak and could not hear repeat the words that the preacher said unto him I didn't listen here say I was there when it happened so I guess I ought to know I've seen cancer healed many times I've seen lupus healed many times I've seen all sorts of disease healed many times I've even seen the dead raised and brought back to life don't tell me the days of miracle is over somebody says I need more explanation I came today just to preach a simple little message to somebody and tell you you cannot explain a miracle it's unexplainable because God wants to receive the glory not education, not science, not medicine, but God receives the glory. In our text, I'm just getting to our text, but i got to be closing. In our text, the religious people began to doubt. Others said Jesus was full of devils and he healed by the power of Satan. When he was called in for questioning, the young man said, I really don't want to answer your questions. The parents of the young man said, I really don't want to answer your questions. In other words, I, I really don't have the words to explain it. I, I really can't uh, adequately be able to express in detail what it is that has happened. But the young man, when put on the witness stand and asked by what power that he was healed and who it was and asked if he knew that the man that had healed him was a sinner. Of course, he was no sinner. He who knew no sin, he did not, he he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet he was found without sin. But the man looked at him and he said, whether he be a sinner or not, I do not know. But this much I do know. I once was blind. But now I can see. This is what happens when you have an encounter with Jesus. It's an unexplainable experience like no other. I want you to know today that God has commissioned this preacher to come to this pulpit and to stand and preach a message of hope and deliverance. If you've never had an encounter with Jesus Christ, you need to have an encounter with him. If you've encountered him, but you've never been buried, baptized in water, in By calling on the name of Jesus, you need to do that today. And if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the greatest miracle that you could ever receive, you need to be baptized and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want you to know that God has the power to set somebody free today. God has the power to bless somebody that's feeling cold and indifferent. God has the power to strengthen that person that is weak. God has the power to heal that one that is wounded deeply, to refresh someone and make you new. Maybe you've been living in spiritual poverty. You are overdrawn, maybe even bankrupt. This is your day to have a fresh encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I just wondered to Today, If anybody in this house is ready for a miracle, would there be somebody in the house that's tired of traveling down the road you've been on, but you said on this first service back? I've made enough commitments while I've been out, but I'm ready to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Maybe somebody in this house needs a miracle today. Maybe it's been dark in your world. I know you've had weeks and months and even years of turmoil and pain, heartache and trouble but God sent this messenger today to tell you get up out of your situation, you can get up out of your trouble, you can be healed, delivered and set free God wants to give somebody overcoming power today you gotta, you gotta just make up your mind, this is my day somebody asked me what are we gonna do about social distancing, we're just gonna work that out if you're here today and you want a miracle, I want you, when you come forward, to come all the way to the very front. I want your knees to touch this wooden board that's here. We're going to be careful. We're not going to come breathe in your face, but we're going to pray over you. If somebody here today needs a miracle, you ought to make your way to the front of this room right now. After that row's full, just give them about six feet and make another line right across here. God is in the miracle working business. God can do it right Where you sit today, he can do it right from the pew where you are. Maybe a family member's there with you, or a friend you rode here with. They can reach over and lay hands on you without you even coming to the front of this room. But I come today to tell you that there is a higher power. It's higher than the government. It's higher than the medical field. It's higher than the CDC. It's higher than anything. There is a name that is above every name. Name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess. He's in the house today, he wants to make a way for somebody today. Oh, somebody ought to be running to the front of this room and saying, I need a miracle from God. He's here, he's a miracle worker, he is a way maker. Oh, come on, somebody reach out to the lord to your name something happens
1: when i call your name something happens when i call your day something happens when i call your name 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 something happens Come on somebody, throw your hands in the air
0: and just begin to call on the name of Jesus. His power is present to heal you. His power is present to set you free. Come on, somebody, call the
1: name. Something happens when I call your name. Oh,
0: something happens when I call your name. Shout Jesus! When I
1: call your name. He's in Something the house. When I call your name. Hey, hey, hey!
0: Something happens when I call your name. Something,
1: Something happens,
0: happens when I call your name. Something happens. Oh, somebody just worshiping today.